Didn't they? They had Metallica come out last year and talk about that's incredible. Yeah, talk about managing Metallica-based relationships using Salesforce. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to share, and this is this takes a lot. This takes a lot of guts. We're yeah. going to share the five gotchas to watch out for when you're hiring an agency. That's right. Don't. I mean, number one, the easiest way to avoid gotchas is just to call us. Hello at postlight.com. Send that Check email. Check that box. Yeah, but let's not just market ourselves. Let's talk about things All that right, can so go. You're going to get six. It sounds like. That's right. That okay. was six. We'll right. we'll lead with six. Okay. The one of the ways they get you is they. Take advantage of change. This is a big one. This is kind of the biggest one in some ways, right? So the number one thing people want to do is get you in the door and get you to sign something so they can start to work for you. Get the foot in the door, That's as right. they say. And so a lot of times what they'll do is they'll create a relatively small initial engagement. Hey, I want to build this thing in an app and a platform. And they'll go, well, you know what? That's not going to be that expensive. Let's get started. Yes. Let's be clear, though. This isn't people being dishonest. No, they're not selling you something that they're not going to give you. What they're doing is not acknowledging how dynamic the software development process is. And how really serious change occurs. Always. When you're developing software. In a meaningful way. Always. I mean, let's give some examples. Like you might think that you are building a knowledge management tool for educators. And it turns out that halfway through that everything you assumed about your customer was wrong and you should have done a little more research. You're going to learn stuff, right? Like, That's right. Rarely do you go to an agency and say, here is the exact blueprint of exactly what I want and exactly how I want it. It's very rare, right? Usually well, that's work just outsourcing. Then you're going to, then you might as well just hire the engineers yourself. Correct. So what happens is you sign on and they tell you it's going to cost this much for this period of time. And what inevitably happens, and it's not, through error or mistake, it's just change. It's change because you had you've learned things about your users. Sometimes the business, you know, swoops in and says, "We can't not have that one bit. We got to have that one bit. Maybe we didn't talk about it in the beginning. We got to have it." Let's give people some examples. So one one I see a lot is analytics needs change. You know, we have a we de- we designed how the product's going to work and what the experience is going to be, and then the business comes in and says, "Well, we can't measure it." So you're asking us to. You know, you're asking people to tap the blue button and we don't know yes. they're tapping the blue button. Yes. And you go, well, we didn't plan for that. So yeah. now we're going to have to really change a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, ideally you're, you're scoping that in, but even if you had it in there, like there's analytics and there's it analytics, cha- well, right? It's going to, it's here's gonna... the classic example. The new, the former chief marketing officer departs the company. Oh, that's the killer move. The new chief marketing officer shows up. A month goes by. You're two months from launch and mm-hmm. you have that meeting. And he says... I can't look at analytics on my phone. Yeah, well, you know, at, at Squiggly Core, I yeah. had no problem. And why you, don't you use Google Spritz Flap? I'm on a plane half the time. Yeah, you're asking me to, what is this? What do you, I, I just, it's not going to work. It's a, it's a change in terms of your advocates and your customers is a big deal, right? Well, and then a lot of times they'll be like, well, let's go get you the budget to fix right. this. But now you have two problems. Yeah. 
So change shows up. You're working with the agency, and you go to the agency, and you say, we got a new chief marketing officer. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. We have to re-platform on a different analytics provider and do a lot more with the mobile admin. Correct. And, and look, they might know pain is coming. They might know the agency is like, hey, guys, you just did a hard, hard left on us. We're going to have to revisit the, the mm-hmm. relationship. And that might be reasonable. But I think what we got to end each one of these tips with sort of a, a, a remedy of some kind. Of course. Ask that agency what they're going to do when change comes in. That's right. What are you going to do? Like, what is that? Walk me through that process. Are you going to immediately send me a change order that has a, a dollar figure on it to accommodate for that change? What if it's small? What if it affects time? Like, what are you going to do? Walk me through how you think about change. Because as to your point earlier, getting you in the door and having you on the hook, there's nowhere else to go. It can explode. And you say, all right, enough, fire the agency, we're taking it in, or we're taking it somewhere else. That's nuclear, right? It's all bad, though. It's all bad, right? So usually what happens is you're kind of on the hook. So ask them how they deal with change. Ask them if they're willing to acknowledge change. See, this is a this is a key thing. Agencies, it takes forever to set up a relationship, right? It takes a long time. You've got to sell, you got to communicate. There's big numbers involved. Everybody's got to get approval. The agency gets you in, and then what they know is that your clock is ticking, and it's ticking often faster than theirs is. Yes. And so now you have this pressure that you need to get this change made and in, and your boss is saying, don't give them another damn penny, that yep. agency. We already gave them a lot of yep. money. And they go... Honestly, that's a very significant change. It alters the scope, and we're going to need you to come in and discuss it, and then we'll do a change order. Okay. Number two, people for dollars. Okay. This is an interesting one, right? There is anxiety. When you approach an agency and you've essentially asked them, look, I need you to bring success to me. Uh, You've said this before, Paul. What are we trying to do? We're trying to help people get promoted and level up and be tied to successful decisions that they make. Mm -hmm. What you're saying to an agency is, you are my bet. Yeah, You are the one who is going to make me look really great. I'm going to spend somebody else's money so that you can make me look good. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. So there's anxiety in the room. There is fear in the room and there is anxiety in the room. And and it's going to be terrifying to give people this. So what can can happen is... uh, the agency sniffs that out and says, well, that's not going to cut it. You're going to need to do more. You're going to need to spend more. It's just not enough. You're going to need to do it. Now, here's the thing. If you're not technical and an agency is telling you that you need it, we've done this to full disclosure. We have told people that's just not enough. What you're asking for is really big and it's simply not enough. That's fine and good. And have that dialogue and probe that agency. Where it gets scary is, if they take the wheel and start to expand scope on it. Listen, you. I'm going to tell you what you need. You need a senior platform architect for six months. Yeah. Well, beyond that, you need, you need to be on this other platform. You can't possibly do it here. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, it, this is the only way you can, you really want to win? You really, so what's happening is they're taking over the narrative and they're defining now. They're actually scoping it out for you, right? Really good, really sick, slick salespeople can make this feel like they're saving their li- your yes. life. Correct. If you are working with an agency and you start to feel that you're an idiot and that they're saving your life, be careful. Yes. <laughs> they uh, should feel like your partner. Exactly. So scrutinize that. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know what that acronym is. Explain it to me. Which leads to our third really important bit of advice. Word salad. Rich, I like a good microservice-based architecture. 
the with, word the word architecture can Caesar get dressing. Yeah, the word architecture can be thrown on the end of anything. If you hear the word architecture too many times, oh yeah, be very careful. Acronyms I, it, are dangerous. They are very dangerous. Um, the analogy I love to use is the doctor's prescription. Oh yeah. You don't like what he just scribbled on a piece of paper. It, you, it's illegible. It's magical. There's no way you're going to hand this to another human being and they're going to understand what that is. And what it is, is it's a form of encryption and it creates a level of distance and it creates a perception that you're a novice and you now you are in the hands of the experts. Well, you don't want to ask because, you, see, it's the opposite. If you actually do ask, they start to realize that they're going to have to tone down their cell. If you never ask, they're going to go deeper and deeper in and they're going to watch you squirm. Do not be ashamed of asking. Simple yeah. remedy here. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, we just did a proposal where there are 25,000 bullet points underneath in your brain. Uh, Twenty, There are 25,000 things that are going to have to happen Yes. for this proposal to, to, to really like come into the light. The proposal is eight slides. It's simple. And there's no weird language in it. And we have had people tell us, I really appreciate how you put clarity forward here. They're actually appreciative. They're like, you didn't talk down to me. You didn't try to be fancy on me and make me feel stupid. One of the things with tech is that tech has a tendency to make everybody else believe that it's their job to know what we do. <laughs> right. But I mean, we're not that, it's not, it's like auto mechanics. I mean, it's like we yeah. build nice cars, right? Yeah. But you don't, every time you go to your car and turn it on, you don't think, I wonder how the engine's doing today. Yes. That's Absolutely. not your job. It's not your job. But don't be afraid to ask. Okay. Number four. Trendiness blockchain. <laughs> you went right for it. You don't have to go that hard. No, it's when they tell you about the new magic thing. But again, it. it's the robot hand touching the earth and the oh, earth has yeah. a little glow on the tip of the finger yeah. and it's bringing life to the earth. Internet of things. Internet of things is a lot. It's a lot. You don't need it. It's a spectacular phrase. The internet, which mm -hmm. everybody knows. They don't, I think the people don't even say internet much yeah. anymore. Of things. 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 That's great marketing, isn't it's it? It's incredible. It's, it's almost as good as digital That opened up a multi-billion dollar market. Digital transformation might be better. Digital transformation. Because digital transformation be is like, hey, whatever you got, you need a little transformation yeah. in the digital way. Let me in, be clear, though. Internet of Things, though, is pretty good. Because you're, you're literally, I'm looking around the room we're in right now. I see a lot of things. I see a lot of things, right? And some of them have internet. Some need to. But not all do. Like, yeah. look at those quadrutini wafer cookies. Right. They're not hooked up to the internet. <laughs> I've read good, solid definitions of digital transformation. I've seen it. We have close friends and colleagues um, who work for very big consulting, the biggest consulting in the look, world. Look, it's all fine. And you need, you need frameworks to discuss things. Like, obviously, if you are working in a sensor-based network that is going to change the way that you're delivering products in the physical world, Internet of Things is very meaningful. If you're trying to take a, leg a legacy financial organization and make it truly responsive to its users, digital transformation matters. Yes. But boy, can you just drop those into the middle? Like, hey, what is your DT strategy? Yeah. Are you guys actually doing anything around IoT or are yeah. you just going to wait and see what your competitors do? That's right. Don't be afraid to dissect it, mm, don't demystify forget, it. Don't forget AR and VR in here too. Uh, everybody, everybody wants. We're not to, ready for it. No. I tried augmented reality, dude. It's bullshit. I downloaded a couple of apps. It was just a. It was a three D cat walking on my. Everybody table. wants to juxtapose the Incredible Hulk onto your Kindle books. I mean, it's just not. It doesn't make any. It's yeah. just not. It's not what you know, I see. For the furniture bit, I get, but that's a pain in the ass. So I'm like, 
you know, you're downloading an Ikea app, I think does it. And you can put a table in the middle of your room and see how it feels. It's crap. It's there's nothing there. There's just nothing there. There's always a new platform or seven, right? And people often come to us as an agency. We build things. We build large. Absolutely. We build surfaces that you then build other things on top of. People come to us and they say, what are you doing about AR, VR, ML, IOT, DT? And the answer is really funny because I, at first, when we started the company, I always felt kind of bad because I'm like, nothing today. Yeah. Like I read the articles. I've used the products. I yeah. understand how it works. The one that I think is is real is machine learning because it actually is a kind of program programming. Yeah. Like yeah. it changes the way that inputs and outputs work. But yeah. the world that we're in is a little different. The AR shops are the ones that are working. They're going to make Wrigley Spearmint gum pop up on an app and say, chew me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be very careful. When you Scrutinize it. it. Look, these these things are real. These are real trends. Well, like let's, you are how do you counter you, this? How do you counter this? You say, well, I need to understand my ROI. And I need to understand what we'd be investing in. I threw another acronym out to solve <laughs> okay. the acronyms. But, let me, but it's not just that. There's never a day two, right? There's never a like, and then after we're done with this round of the augmented reality squirrel that helps you with your financial planning, then... <laughs> we move on to phase seven where it becomes a rhinoceros. Like it's never, <laughs> there's not a planet. So we're going to get some impact. It's all going to work out. Don't you worry about right. it. Scrutinize it, tie it to business value when you're talking to people. It's okay to not know how this works, but you really should be able to articulate it back to yourself. Are we up to number five? I think so. All right. You might've lost the count, but look, <laughs> people show up and they say, well, you need to plan for 100 million users. Mm. You don't. You know, it's very flattering. Oh, of course. When you hear that. You when got you a big it. idea. Yeah. Oh, we didn't think about that. Yeah. There are simple ways and safe ways to redundantly launch things. And to scale. And th- then to scale after that. And it's fine. Fine to take into account that you might eventually really, really grow and blow this business up. Don't solve those problems today. Your number one problem if you come to an agency wanting to build something is that you don't have that thing in the world yet. That's the only real problem you have. It's not that you don't have 100 million users. It's that you don't have one user. Yeah. And so, I mean, what are And the- you're going to get stuff wrong. Embrace the fact that when it goes out, you think you prioritized it right and you nailed it. You're going to learn some things that you're like, holy shit, it's so I can't hard believe. To ship, though. It's so hard to ship inside of an organization. Get people, it out. People think launching is finished, right? So then you're, you're going to have to go back to your boss after you launch and ask for more support. That's yep. hard. Yep. So what an agency will do if it's, if it's not being, if it's, if it's flattering you is tell you about how in, in big this is and how much planning must be done to prepare for the bigness. Yep. And that is, that's a way to get you. You got one more? Yeah. Overpromise around specific platforms that are bigger or different than you need. Okay. So explain. Uh hi. You know, I want to do something that is for catwalkers mm-hmm. where we can connect people who like to walk cats with cats. Mm-hmm. Well, you need Salesforce. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, Paul, they may need Salesforce. <laughs> <laughs> well, Salesforce probably has that module built in. Without days, a doubt. Right? Without a um, doubt. No, there are a million platforms in there. They can be very profitable for agencies to install yeah. and, and sell to you. Yeah. You know, Salesforce thrives because people who integrate Salesforce. There's an uh, army out there. Yeah, they will come and do it for it's you. a nation of people that will do that. And that's 
For content, there's Adobe Sitecore. For big integration projects in giant companies, there's things like SAP. Mm-hmm. Like there is a world. Most software, actually, I think it's really worth pointing this out. Most software is not people making apps that get delivered on your phone. Implementations. It's implementations of SAP for Fortune mm-hmm. 5 million companies. To be clear, we have implemented Salesforce. It's a real thing. It makes sense. We The, the build-by discussion is a very healthy one. You These should always tools. ask it. You well, should always use a platform if you can. But boy, the thing with all those platforms is they start with that out-of-the-box, like, oh, Salesforce, yellow. That's yeah. nice. That'll get me what I need. And then right. they go... Well, yeah. you need sales, Salesforce Haircut Cloud. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, time. But you know what? It's time to customize it for exactly what you need. And next thing you know, the engineering's piling stuff on top. Really simple software as a service products that look uh, reasonable and have a great monthly rate can get into the hundreds of thousands really mm-hmm. quickly. Now you're in there. Yeah. And you're like... I never thought I would get from 5,000 to 5,001 users, yep. but that 5,000 and first, and God knows when you're going to make 10,000 for the next year, mm-hmm. you're now going to be underwater, right? Yep. So it's so much planning and thinking and, and you really need to play, but you can throw those out. And the thing is, is like, if you're buying, you're going to be buying something really familiar like Salesforce. Total cost of Salesforce is really tricky to yeah. understand. And they should be able to talk you through like all the different plans and all the ways that this would need to scale and what would happen. If that's your path. I mean, honestly, have that dialogue. Why are you building it? Can't I just buy it? Listen to that. Hear it through. Why are you selling me that? Can't you just build it? Uh, it seems pretty straight, straightforward. My requirements are really weird. There's no way this tool is going to know what I want out of the box. The killer is now that we've sat down and talked them all through. What you can hear is there's a completely justifiable reason for every one of these things that they're going to sell you. That's the thing. None right? of this is bad unto itself. None it's of it. It's just that if you have a salesperson on the other side, they've been told, yeah, what we've got right now is, is Salesforce talent that's freed up. And that's really what we need to be selling. Well, it's not just that. They get a cut of the Salesforce licensing. So good. That's the model. It's so right? good. And you go to the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Dreamforce. We got to go one year. Um, all right. Recap. Honestly, you're, you're nailing the one recurring theme is seek transparency. Ask for conversations that are just plain English. Tie them back to business value and ask them. Good agencies are very, very proud of delivering value. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is how we scale. It's how we found our success in three years. It is what I care about. I feel terrible if I don't don't deliver value. I deliver value. It's how we grow. It's how we, word gets around. Well, it's why people call us back, right? That's right. It's sort of like, otherwise there's no, there's no point in existing if you can't get repeat business. You might as well throw the whole thing in the trash. Stare them down. Ask those questions. Ask for transparency. Cut the bullshit. Listen, let me tell you straight up too. We've had a couple things where people walk in and they're like, I want to give you a lot of money to get this done. Let's go. Yeah. It just defers the conversation 90 days. You're going to have the same day. We've had those conversations about what's really going on. Like you, we're an agency. So if you show up and you say, we're going to build this and we need to get started tomorrow, we're like, oh boy, here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the problem is two months later, that same person's going to sit down and go, I have a lot of issues coming up around the engineering that's happening here with the other team that I have over here. And we need to work with the environment. And all that complex- Engineering on their side. On their mean? side. All that- Well, compl- you're, step- you're getting into our world now. Let's not confuse this. Hold no. on, pause. This is like our problem. I guess what, here's what I want to say. No matter, you can't really defer the complexity. There's no way to avoid all of these conversations. So if you talk to people, if you're in there and you're talking to an agency, 
really get clarity about what six months looks like or what a year looks like or it looks like after or three months, whatever it takes, because you're going to have that conversation. Yeah. You might have it in the middle with your boss yelling at you as you're worried about change orders. Yeah. Or you might have it right now when you're signing the contract and there can be clarity on, on all yeah. the sides. There's a thing you say, Rich, that's very, very important and it kind of guides this business, which is there's no bad news 60 days early. And you should think about that when you're talking to an agency and creating a relationship as well. Yes. Now is the time to get it on the table. I have a bonus one, Paul, to close it out. Go. Don't be seduced by an extremely glossy, very sexy proposal. True. Proposals are formal documents that describe how things are going to get done. Yes. That's all they really need to be. Keep in mind, they're also marketing material. That's exactly it. We just made selling harder for about 12,000 agencies. I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) I like to compete. Cool. Well, if you need us. Hello at postlight.com. I'm Paul Ford. I'm Rich Ziotti. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.